hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. Even if you are willing to spend 10 or more years of your life dressing in layers, tossing and turning all night and carrying a portable fan, the impact of hot flashes goes far beyond the misery of feeling like you're living in a sauna. Heart disease, not breast cancer, is the number one killer of women. And after menopause is when those numbers start to climb. We now have a huge amount of scientific evidence that it's not just menopause, but hot flashes specifically that increase your risk of developing cardiovascular disease and other serious medical conditions. So getting rid of hot flashes isn't just about quality of life. It's also about length of life. So here's what happens to your heart on a hot flash. Every time you have a hot flash, your heart rate increases and your blood pressure goes up. You're not imagining those palpitations. In other words, Hot flashes make your heart work harder. It also appears that hot flashes cause an inflammatory response, which in turn damages blood vessels. Add a hot flash-induced elevation of LDL cholesterol, that's the bad cholesterol, and it makes sense that the risk of heart trouble or stroke is associated with women who experience frequent and persistent hot flashes compared to women who are flash-free, even when you take into consideration other risk factors, such as obesity, smoking, or diabetes. So hot flashes increase your blood pressure, increase your heart rate, increase your bad cholesterol, and also increase the amount of calcium in your aorta, which is why it's not surprising that women who have hot flashes are far more likely to have damaged blood vessels, more heart disease, and more strokes than women who don't have hot flashes. So a few weeks ago, I was explaining all of this to a new patient who'd come to me for a hot flash consultation. Carol was in year three of all day, all night hot flashes and had tried every herbal remedy out there without relief. She was thinking about starting estrogen, but her aunt, her mother's sister, had died at age 68 of a heart attack. And she'd always been told that that heart attack was because she was taking hormones. Back in the 1990s, there was a theory that hormone therapy might decrease heart disease. So Carol's aunt, like a lot of other women, was automatically given hormones, even though she wasn't even having hot flashes. And then the results of the Women's Health Initiative came out. Now, the Women's Health Initiative was that big study, also known as the WHI, that was designed to determine once and for all if long-term hormone therapy would prevent heart disease and other medical problems. Well, in 2002, the results of the study were released, and it wasn't good. It appeared that not only did women who took hormone therapy have a slightly increased risk of breast cancer, but also that taking hormones would increase, not decrease, the risk of heart disease and stroke. And millions of women, including Carol's aunt, flushed their estrogen down the toilet. And as if to prove the point, her aunt had her heart attack and died that very year. So no wonder Carol was not exactly on board with starting hormones. 
But in retrospect, the conclusions of the WHI were flawed. It turns out that more than 70% of the women who were in the study, like Carol Zant, started hormone therapy when they were over the age of 60. I mean, remember, most women enter menopause between the ages of 45 and 55. That's when most women are having their hot flashes, and that's when most women are taking hormones. But less than 10% of the women between the ages of 45 and 55 were even included in the WHI study. And that means the overall results were reflective of women who were well past their hot flash years. So those results of the majority of the women in the study wasn't because they were taking estrogen. It was because they started taking estrogen too late. The damage to their blood vessels and their heart was already done. So a few years later, there was a new analysis of the women uh, in the study, and they looked specifically at the 50 to 60-year-old women. And not surprisingly, the results were very different and very reassuring. And not surprisingly, the media pretty much ignored those results, as did most doctors. The media did not report the really good news that women who started estrogen between the ages of 50 and 60 had a decrease in coronary heart disease. Women who took estrogen between the ages of 50 and 60 actually had a 30% decrease in overall mortality. So was that huge decrease in heart disease and death simply because estrogen is good for the heart? Or was it because the estrogen eliminated their hot flashes and anything that eliminated their hot flashes would have been beneficial? Well, we don't know. Uh, but given what we know now, I suspect that it was because estrogen eliminated their hot flashes um, was one of the largest components in terms of the positive results that were seen. So heart disease isn't the only condition impacted by half flashes. There's actually a long list of medical problems that are associated with women who have persistent, moderate, or severe half flashes, starting with osteoporosis. In the United States alone, there are 8 million women with osteoporosis who are at risk of fracture. 34 million women have low bone mass, which is also called osteopenia, and they're at risk of developing osteoporosis down the road. By age 80, 50% of women in the United States have osteoporosis and are at significant risk of fracture if they fall. And in fact, fractures from osteoporosis are responsible for 2 million fractures every year. But this is the really scary statistic. 25% of women over the age of 50 with an osteoporotic hip fracture die as a result of complications from the fracture. So osteoporosis is not just about getting shorter. Here's where it gets interesting. In a study of over 5,000 women ages 46 to 57, bone loss correlated with the frequency of hot flashes, even when other risk factors like age, weight, smoking, exercise were taken into consideration. So hot flashes aren't just damaging your heart, they can also damage your bone. Switching gears, diabetes. Diabetes is also impacted by hot flashes. So insulin is the hormone that's produced by the pancreas that controls blood sugar metabolism. And in adults who have type 2 diabetes, that's the adult onset diabetes, the body doesn't respond to the normal amounts of insulin. This is called insulin resistance. And that requires the pancreas to work a lot harder and produce progressively higher amounts. Controlling type 2 diabetes is important to avoid complications such as cardiovascular disease. And studies show that women who have hot flashes have an increase in insulin resistance, which in turn increases their risk of developing diabetes or may potentially even sabotage their efforts to manage diabetes if they already have it. There's even a potential connection between hot flashes and breast cancer. You know, as you probably already know, 
Breast cancer is the most common cancer in females in the United States and the second most common cause of cancer death in women. There are a lot of factors that increase or decrease the risk. Now, there was one really large study that took a look at the correlation between hot flashes and a lot of specific medical problems, including breast cancer. This is called the SWAN study. And I talk about the SWAN study a lot, also uh, known as the study of women's health across the nation. This is an interesting study because this is an ongoing study that enrolls women when they're in their 40s before they enter menopause and then tracks them going forward. So we get a lot of really good information about the impact of hormone therapy, not hormone therapy uh, on different medical conditions. So in the SWAN study, there was a 13-year follow-up that showed a whopping 50% increased risk of breast cancer in those women who had moderate to severe hot flashes. So it wasn't just the severity of hot flash, it was also how long they lasted. Women that had hot flashes lasting 10 years or longer had a much higher incidence of breast cancer than women with short-term hot flashes. And this is actually thought to be one of the reasons that there was a 23% decrease in breast cancer in women who were using estrogen therapy. Now, you heard me right, and I'm going to say it again. In the WHI study, that big study I talked about before, in women who were taking estrogen alone, not progestin, there was actually a 23% decrease in breast cancer. And while I'm going to get into the details of this this another time, um, you know, again, there, there was a slight increase in breast cancer, but it was only in the group that took estrogen and progestin together, women that had to take progestin to protect their uterine lining. Um, the group that was taking estrogen alone, women who'd had a hysterectomy, not only did you not see that increase, there was actually that 23% decrease. So think about that. The majority of women who avoid estrogen do so because they think it will increase their risk of breast cancer, when in fact, the opposite is true. So yes, while there are many other recognized risk factors for heart disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, and breast cancer, it appears that hot flashes are also on the list of culprits that may contribute to an early demise. And now that you know this, you may want to rethink that tough it out approach. There are so many safe and effective hormonal and non-hormonal options that can eliminate or reduce hot flashes, so there's no reason to suffer. And I think I just gave you some pretty compelling reasons why you shouldn't. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Sometimes I feel blue